Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti, and it's Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. And we're very honored to have with us Judge Andrew Napolitano, the number one man in the world when it comes to judicial authority regarding our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, and how we're losing them and what we need to do to get them back. So thank you very much, Judge, for being here today. And I'd, li I'd like to discuss with you what's going on with this uh, Ukraine war. It's really heating up. And as you well know, the cover of our Trends Journal magazine, back two days before Russia invaded Ukraine, was COVID war, Ukraine war, world war. And there it is. So right. thank you very much, Judge, for being here. And now that war is heating up. It's a, it's a pleasure to be with you. And, and the cover you just showed is as brilliant uh, and eye-catching and attention-grabbing as all of the other uh, covers that you do. You're a very, very gifted uh, colleague that does all of those. But the war uh, in Ukraine is taking a twist and a turn that uh, nobody expected. The, the Ukrainians have captured about 2,000 square miles, according to Colonel Doug McGregor, who, on whom you and I rely for military advice, on whom former President Trump relied when he was in the White House and Colonel McGregor was in the uh, Pentagon, uh, has said it, it's actually harmful to Ukraine to waste its uh, manpower and materials on defending those 2,000 square miles. He's also said uh, that the Russian offensive will now push them way back. Look, the Russians will win this war. The Ukrainians simply do not have the person power or the military equipment to win it without NATO on the ground. Now, NATO on the ground is World War III, which, of course, is catastrophic and absurd, and only the globalists in the State Department and in Western Europe uh, really want that, just like only the globalists in the State Department want us to fight a war against mainland China for the absurd reason of defending uh, Taiwan. But but back to back to Ukraine. Putin may be a butcher, but he has a far, far stronger military and bottomless pit of resources to hurl at the Ukraine than the Ukrainians do, and he'll ultimately prevail. That's McGregor, and that's our other colleague with whom you and I were privileged to share a stage at your rally for peace uh, in July, uh, Scott Ritter. So what is the American government doing? Prolonging and enhancing and increasing death, destruction, and agony in a fruitless, useless, from perspective of American national security, fruitless, useless war. Again and again and again. We did this in Vietnam. We did it in Afghanistan, you could probably count virtually every war we fought since World War II has been fruitless, useless, and not directly or even indirectly related to national security. And you left out murderous. Murderous. Absolutely. And when you call uh, Putin a butcher, look at the butcher, the uh, little, 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 the Bush butchers, uh, yes. George Bush Sr., and, and the little uh, daddy's boy, the little moronic little clown, uh, George W. Bush, mission accomplished Bush, 
I want, yes. we're going to get that guy, Osama bin Laden, quote, dead or alive, destroying Afghanistan for 20 years, killing over a million people in, our, in Iraq, costing yes. us trillions and trillions of dollars. Arguably worse than, arguably worse than his father for the reasons you just articulated. Millions of deaths and, and millions of deaths uh, and trillions of dollars for naught. For nothing. No, because daddy killed my dad because Saddam tried to kill my daddy. Remember that one? Yep. That's the, that's the reason we invaded Iraq. That's the reason he and Colin Powell and George Tenet and all the characters uh, that worked for George W. Uh, uh, persuaded the UN and the Congress to allow him uh, to invade uh, Iraq. And why did we invade Afghanistan? To deflect attention from his inability, George W.'s inability, to defend and protect the country on 9-11. Yep. No American was prosecuted because 9-11 nope. happened on their watch. I don't want to get into the origins of 9-11. It was Saudi money, and Bush was shaking hands with and kissing some Saudi potentate at his ranch within, within weeks of this. That's right. And how, and how about, what was 15 of the 19 people allegedly were Saudis that Correct. were involved with 9-11. Correct. And we still don't know where all the money came from because the government won't reveal what it knows. Even the plaintiffs who have sued the Saudi government, a case that is alive and well in lower Manhattan, a case that's actually going to be tried. What they have discovered about Saudi money, they are prohibited from revealing to the public and to the press. And so as we're talking about butchers, you know, there was, let's not forget Bill the murderer Clinton, that every time he got caught with his pants down, it was bombs away over Baghdad. The Bill Clinton, whose sanctions killed over 500,000 Iraqi children under the age of five. And about which Madeleine Albright boasted as a cheap price to pay for democracy. Yep. What a despicable way to value human life as a, of children as a cheap price. So as we keep talking about the butchers, Oh, he also gave us the Yugoslav War. And, and, let, and let's not forget the other butcher, the Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner, Barack Obama. I want that guy Gaddafi out of there. Isn't Libya a wonderful place right now? Oh, and how many? I want that guy. Assad must go in Syria. We've only killed, I think it's about 675,000 Syrians are dead and about 6 million refugees. So are we no. talking about Ukraine war and how the media covers it day in and day out? They never did this with the murderous Obama wars, Bush wars, Clinton wars. And then there's the other clown character, as you brought up 9-11, Jimmy Carter, the guy that gave us Al-Qaeda when it was Mujahideen, to beat Russia in Afghanistan. And that arrogant, arrogant clown boy whose son now is like an ambassador, Brzezinski, and the hatred that he sold. We forgot about you know, that. I, I've often wondered what it is about the psychology of presidents 
that they enjoy war and they enjoy killing. They must have achieved, I'm, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm just a simple lawyer. They must have achieved such great power uh, and prestige in their lives and it's not enough for them. They have to go another step and show how they can exercise it. I once wrote a piece which uh, you liked called uh, Why Presidents Kill, and I concluded because they can, because they can get away with it, because it shows the, the macho, powerful people that they are. All of this killing from, I'm not going to get into World War II, there were some, some legitimate reasons for being involved and some illegitimate reasons for being involved. But from Harry Truman to Joe Biden, all presidents have enjoyed killing without consequence because they knew they could get away with it. And you have just articulated the most dramatic and costly examples of that because of the numbers of people who have died. And all of this produced the blowback that we now call 9-11. And you know, there's another one too. And uh, when you said about the mental condition of these people, they're mentally ill. Dwight D. Eisenhower, five-star general, supreme commander of the Allied forces, two-term president, said any man seeking the office of president is either an egomaniac or crazy. That's a quote. Well, he's probably right. Uh, and you and I could, could take the modern American presidents from Truman to Biden and put them in, in the two categories, egomaniac uh, or crazy. That might be a fun thing parlor game to play at some time. Yeah. But we, we have created an American presidency so alien to what Madison and Jefferson thought oh. they were giving us. We, we have filled it with the trappings of uh, a, a British monarch, uh, given it so much uh, authority. You know, when the president, uh, Joe Biden's in New York today, you know how many people are with him? 500. 500 people travel with the president of the United States, doctors, lawyers, advisors, security, so security, security, small army. It's just so out of a proportion from what the constitution authorized as a presiding officer over the executive branch who would see to it that the laws were enforced. The president of the United States has become a prince. That's There's right. no inheritance involved, but uh, almost, uh, almost a prince. Well, I would say a king. I mean, we just heard clown Biden come out uh, again on 60 Minutes. You mentioned Madeleine Albright, who said, yes, the, the price of 500,000 children was worth it, the death of them. She said that on 60 Minutes with Leslie Stahl. And then this past Sunday, we heard Biden bullshit that the pandemic is over. And as a matter of fact, it's the cover of our Trends Journal this week. You know, the stupidity of what is this guy all of it, it proves that it had nothing to do with science. It's just political science. Correct. It's over when it starts, when the government says it starts. It's over when it says the government says it's over. The government lies and the government cheats and the government steals and the government kills and the government gets away with it. So the subtitle of your front cover uh, is that the midterms are coming. Of yep. course the pandemic is over or the government will tell us the pandemic 
uh, is over. I don't think we ever had a pandemic. No, but never of course did. The it's going gonna, it's gonna to say it's over because it wants people to be happy about the government so that they'll go to the polls and vote for the Democrats. That's all. So again, it's not a prince, it's a king. They're in total charge. You had a little jerk like George W. Bush launch two major, costly, deadly, murderous wars. And you got a clown like Biden doing what he's doing. And then also he said that uh, if China attacks Taiwan, that the United States will fight them. Right? I, he said that. There is no will amongst the American public for that. There are no votes in the Congress uh, to support that. Regrettably, Congress has given the president power to deploy military troops for two 90-day periods. It's called the um, War Powers Resolution. President Nixon vetoed it because he felt it crimped presidential style. In fact, it unleashes the president. It was uh, passed over uh, over his veto, and now presidents have that power. So the bottom line is Joe Biden could send 100,000 troops and support material to Taiwan for two 90-day periods, and there's nothing anybody in the United States could do about it. And this, to you being an expert in the field, this is against the Constitution. What is it? Article absolutely one, against it. Absolutely one, against the Constitution. The Constitution that only Congress has the right to, to vote to go to war? Madison could not have been clearer that the right to fight war and the right to declare war are inevitably and permanently separated. But when the Congress in 1973 gave Nixon this power. And again, he, he misread it. He thought it crimped his style. He, he felt the president could, utilize, like Lincoln, that the president could use all the troops he wanted wherever and whenever he wanted and didn't need congressional authorization. Congress said, no, 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 it's only for two 90-day periods. But Joe Biden could fight a 180-day war and 100,000 American boys and girls uh, could be slaughtered. And there's nothing the Congress or the American public can do about it. Now, so that's that is a state of affairs that became a king. Correct. In charge of our lives. Correct. I mean, that is a state of affairs nowhere countenanced in the Constitution. So now we're looking at the Af the Af the Ukraine war would have long been over if the United States and NATO did not send tens of billions of dollars in deadly weapons to keep the war going. Plus, uh, Putin just came out in a speech, again, blaming the West for accelerating this and saying that NATO and the United States actually had, you know, they're there running the war, basically. Putin's and correct. We have troops on the ground. They are out of uniform, which allows Biden to say, we don't have battle forces there. They are showing, well, they're running Intel, American and British, and American and British are teaching the Ukrainians how to use American and NATO equipment. And so your listeners know, the government is not buying new equipment from Raytheon and, and all those characters and sending it to Ukraine. 
The government is sending equipment already in Poland to Ukraine, depleting American supplies, according to Major Ritter and Colonel McGregor. Our own supplies of defensive weaponry are dangerously low because we have given away so much of it to the Ukrainians. Raytheon is overjoyed because the Pentagon keeps saying, build more, build more, build more for us. We're depleting our supplies. Do the Ukrainians know how to operate what we're sending them? Absolutely not. Can they learn how to operate it in a day or a week? Absolutely not. The Ukrainian technical guys are being shipped to Poland where they spend two months being taught how to use the American and NATO equipment. Then they bring that equipment back to Ukraine. Who's paying for all of this? The American taxpayer. Not now because the government doesn't have the cash. Borrowed money. So future generations of taxpayers, you can't make this up, will be paying for this. Just like we're still paying for Vietnam and we're still paying for World War I because the government never has enough money to pay its bills and it borrows, borrows, borrows. You know, when you mentioned Vietnam, people don't realize, then again, that clown, that other murderous little lowlife piece of crap, Lyndon Baines Johnson, yeah, LBJ, it should have been F-U-C-K, you know, the little arrogant nothing of a jerk. That's, remember the guns and butter baloney that they did? Yeah, yes. That's what, that was the beginning of the inflation spike of America. Correct. Because the war goes on, it begins really big time right after they assassinated JFK in, in 1963. By 1971, you are seeing inflation skyrocket, going through the roof. Why? Because of this war and all the fake money to keep it going, just like they keep doing it now. Oh, but wait a minute, Gerald. Inflation is caused by greedy businessmen wanting more money in their pockets, according to Joe Biden. Yeah. And according to every every politician, according to the chairman of the Federal Reserve, I mean, this is absurd. Inflation only has one cause. Government inflating the money supply by right. printing, which it did before World War II, or adding zeros on the accounts of Chase Manhattan Bank and Bank of America, which it's done since the advent of computers. More money. And again, the bankster gang, the Federal Reserve, bringing interest rates to zero. So here's Correct. the cheap money. Just keep the game going. Correct. Now, now they gradually raise the interest rates yeah. and the stock market tanks. Yeah. Interest is the rent you pay for money, just like the rent you pay for your apartment anywhere in the country, except New York, which, which has rent control, which was only supposed to last during World War II. <laughs> um it should float. It should float with supply and demand. Yep. It's none of the government's business what my bank charges me to borrow money. That's between my bank and me. Uh, again. This is economics 101. I mean, this is so basic. These people are so uh, absorbed in their own power, they think they can change the laws of economics and the laws of physics. Well, you just summed it up. They're absorbed in their power. And that's where we're at today. 
So now the power game is really heating up and Russia has announced that they're going to increase their offensive against uh, uh, Ukraine or it should be, you know, so that that's going to uh, heat up the war even more. And we're in a very, very dangerous place as, as I see it again. Uh, World War Three has actually begun and Putin is, is mentioning that as well. Yes. That, you know, they, they, they're involved in this war. This is not a proxy war. We're at war. And if we don't stop it, it's going to get much worse. And again, we must unite for peace or else we're going to die for war. So everyone, please consider donating to Occupy Peace, OccupyPeace.com. The judge, Scott Ritter, um, uh, Gary Null, Phil Giraldi, uh, McGregor, uh, all of us, we're, we're really out there fighting and doing all we can to bring peace on earth, goodwill to all. And we have, we have crazy people running and ruining our lives. And if we don't reverse this trend, it's just going to decline to, I believe, nuclear war. Sorry to say that I agree with you. I mean, I'm not sorry that you're right. I'm sorry that it will, uh, it will come to that. Yeah. Putin alluded to it uh, just 24 hours ago. He didn't use the words nuclear war or nuclear weaponry, but he said he will do what he has to do uh, in order to end this. He he now is under pressure yep. uh, to end this. This has dragged on far longer than the people around him who support him thought it would. He's still very popular uh, with the Russian people. He shrewdly hasn't instituted a draft. He's not instituted a national mobilization, which would be millions of troops. This is small by Russian standards, 300,000 troops, only 30 of which uh, will be uh, infantry. The rest all, uh, all support troops. But he knows this has to end soon from his perspective. And if Joe Biden and Tony Blinken and Lloyd Austin, American Secretary of State and Defense, think that Putin will accept a free, independent, and Western-oriented Ukraine, they're out of their minds. Yeah. They don't know history and they don't know Putin. Well, they are out of their minds and that's all that really counts. They're egomaniacs. And again, you couldn't get clearer with a little clown like Blinken boy, you know, another daddy's boy. I went to Dalton. I went to Harvard, you know, another arrogant warmongering little freak. There hasn't been a war that that little clown didn't love of push and, and, and support like Biden the draft dodger Biden. And Lloyd Austin, you mentioned our Secretary of Defense, just came from what? The Board of Directors of Raytheon, the second yes. largest defense contractor in the United States. Yes. So thank you very so much. I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know how this uh, ends. Uh, I don't know how Joe, uh, Joe Biden and even Republicans in the Congress who keep voting to send this money over there will fare when Russia wins. I just don't I just don't know how this ends. I wish it would end soon because it's causing needless death and destruction, death of innocent uh, Ukrainians, death of conscripted Russians, destruction of the American dollar. Oh, don't forget, too, the United States is sending, I think, 12 billion dollars of weaponry to uh, Taiwan, our money. Yes. And 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 weaponry to Jordan. Yes. Why does, Congress, why does Congress vote for this? A, the intelligence community has dirt on Congress. B, the um, industrial complex 
in the United States has shrewdly placed its manufacturing plants throughout the country. So members of Congress know, oh, they employ so many people in my congressional district. I better vote to buy more uh, weapons from them. So it's uh, it's a vicious uh, cycle that just keeps going on and on and on. It probably won't end until the federal government collapses of its own weight. And people like Chuck Schumer will no longer be able to collect a salary because the dollars will be worthless. Yeah. Again, the dollar is only strong because the other currencies are going down so hard. Right. Yeah. So thank you, Judge. We'll see you next week. And remember, God, everybody, spread the word for peace. Occupy peace. Thank you, Judge. Pleasure.